to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com and check out all the flavors, including the apricot trail mix. pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Trying to get crazy with this scene. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. What is up? Find me on Twitter at POS Sarcasm. Shout out me there. Minds, minds.com's uh, Positive Sarcasm. Hit me up on the YouTubes. Please. YouTube, Positive Sarcasm. Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. And of course, Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm. But if you want to just hit me up, you can hit me up through the email. You can hit me up through my website. You can hit me up, uh, I don't know. Yeah, hit me up anyway. You can hit me up on all social media and shit like that. Um,. Yeah, I'm a little out of it today, but we'll push through it. I got five articles. I got a brand new taste of coffee that I want to run through you guys, and I got some events coming up, and uh, thoughts on a, an article. Thoughts on an article? I mean, an article forever. Thoughts on, a, on, on how it is to vlog. I've talked about um, editing video from time to time, but I'll get to that in a second, actually. No, I'm going to get to that now, just because it's on my mind. Uh, but for, um, shout out to Cafe, uh, excuse me, Cafe Aroma, Aroma Joe's. Uh, I actually bought your bold brand. I'm going to talk about that afterwards. Let me get a little sobering here for a minute though. Okay. So if you guys don't know, like, I gotta put that pen down. Sometimes you do a vlog. Sometimes vlogs are easy. You can you kind of bang them or just editing video in general that you're going to make public to the world. And sometimes it, the content's easy. It's just a matter of lining up transitions from a beat to a beat of the music. So I'm just taking music and I'm cutting it, and something's really cool, and it doesn't hit you emotionally. It's just sort of like an, it's like a high. Like when I make the videos for the um, for the drifters, you know those guys are cool. And those videos different. They they invoke a different reaction out of me. I'm 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 aggressive. I enjoy hitting those certain notes, and it's all it just feels good. Or when I'm doing HP stuff and that nonprofit shit, and that's also a different reaction in my head where it's just cute and cuddly, and it's a lot of fun. And getting those reactions are pretty easy. It's not a hard vlog to uh, do because mostly most for most of all. It, the content's already there for you. You just kind of got to put the pieces together. It's like building a small puzzle. You know, the plot is already laid out. You just have to reenact the day, basically, in a tighter version than what it was and remove all the boring shit. When I do these concepts, though, stuff that I originally think of on my own, okay? Like, for example, uh, concepts were, or the concepts are sometimes tributes. Like, for example, one year ago, this is all on my YouTube channel. One year ago, um, bef- before dawn, the incomplete trickster, son of Geppetto. You know, some of their some of them are difficult. Some are just I didn't have much going on that week. But some, they are concepts to their core. Okay, they really develop out of nothing, out of nowhere, out of thin air. They're, they re- really, I really have to dig deep in these concepts to come up with a final product. And sometimes I'm heading in an, 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 I'm heading in a direction emotionally, and then at the end I feel like I've missed, I've missed something. But then when I create the finished product, people get, some people get elated, they love it, it, ha- it, it has certain feelings or meaning to them. Some of the, the concepts I do end up having they they go nowhere. They really don't produce any real productive or positive or meaningful results, you know. You know, sometimes it's just like I, I create something that's like, all right, whatever. Like for example, um week eighty, no days off, where I'm just hiking a mountain and Jordan Peterson's in the background talking about if you want to do something, you can do it. It, it there was something to it. By week one hundred I was really tired. I was just exhausted. So that was just that was another concept where I basically, you could tell that I was just fried. Like, there was just a challenge of making it through New York for a few days of just walking and just trying to make you feel... The the idea of that episode for Week 100 was to just make you 
have anxiety through the first half. It gave me anxiety, that's for sure. But, I mean, I feel like there was something missing in that episode. And then sometimes they do certain episodes that are just so emotionally draining. Because you're looking at the same content over and over and over again. And sometimes the stuff hits you to your core. It's very personal. Or it's something that really emotionally emotional that happened in your life. And this one that's dropping on Sunday, which is also Father's Day, is it's it's it was pretty rough to to do because of the it came out of nowhere the concept came out of nowhere it literally was just a box that landed on my front door and then to look through the contents and uh, let's see i'll get to that comment in a second cheeky mon- monkey um thank you for joining me by the way so this one, yeah, this one definitely, after a while, my, my editing skills have gotten much better. They have, they have much, much better. Um, there was a lot of simple tricks of the trade that I was working on that seemed to have panned out properly. And this one, for the most part, is pretty much all me. The, the narration is all me. The video work is all me. The, the concept is all me. Now, do note it is dropping on Father's Day. It's scheduled to open. It's scheduled to go open to the public at 5 a.m. Understand that a lot of uh, a lot of thought. It came together very quickly, but there was a lot of fine tuning of the final product. And remember, before I even make a, an episode go public, I've watched it 20, 30 times. So know that the effort, no matter what, if, an, if a vlog is good or bad, know that I'm trying. The effort is there. I'm going through every second of it to make sure the timing is right. Uh, that if. And sometimes I'll watch something 20 times. By the time I've watched the 20th or 30th time, the emotion has already subsided. Now I'm just looking at it from a technical standpoint. But you generally don't get to see that part of the episodes I do. Thankfully, I, since the weeks are over, the vlogs can be d- condensed to like three or four minutes long. Makes for a tighter run. Keeps your attention span. For example, Cheeky Monkey 69 says that week 100 seemed fake and forced. Well, I can tell you, it wasn't fake. Like, like everything I did, it wasn't fake. Now, was I definitely going out of my way to complete week 100 as far as forcing it to cross the finish line? I guess. Um, I don't know what you mean by fake. I mean, I was there. It, the emotion was real. It was a difficult task to put together. Uh, but at the yeah. It was I was exhausted. I was tired. I was exhausted. That last five weeks beat the shit out of my body. Traveling from place to place to place, sleep sleep deprivation. You know, uh, stop. He, Cheeky Monkey Six Nine says, "Stop drying your shirts on high." I actually, um, <laughs> why is it too tight? Um, hey, what can I say, dude? I'm jacked. The actually, this is a brand new shirt, by the way. So it's actually nice and comfy. And I don't dry my shirts. I have a lady do my clothes for me. That's right. It's one of the two things I don't do myself. The other ones get my hair cut. But understand that these episodes, the, the especially lately, I mean, in my opinion, quality-wise, they have gotten better. There's a lot of work behind them. And they've been a little more a little more emotional to work with because these are original concepts that I've come up from my core. And a lot of the things that I'm going to be doing coming up, with the exception of some of the events that I'll be doing, like... Uh, the, the RC playing guys and the Hero Pup stuff. A lot of stuff I'm going to be working on is to my core. The, the original content that I really love working on that I think will produce a real impact and will separate me from the rest of the crowd. And will only allow my editing skills to become better and better as time goes on. So I hope you guys check out my YouTube channel uh, at Positive Sarcasm and check out and share with your family this week's episode that's coming up on Sunday morning. It'll, it's scheduled to drop at 5 a.m., literally. And then, literally. And then, of course, I will post as per normal on my Instagram and on Facebook, and you guys will, you guys will see it. Um, and normally, if I have a chance to use a picture that's by my drone, I will use it because it draws more attention to the social media stuff. But that's only a part, a small part, of the episodes in general. I just hope it heightens the 
sight sensitivity of what I'm trying to convey. So, uh, let's see. It's Cheeky Monkey 69. Let's see. Hands up saying you made it. Look on your face was false. You didn't believe it. Uh, jacked for a skinny guy. Uh, okay. Let's see. Hands up saying you made... Okay. Are you, you're talking about the end. I, my hands weren't up. Were they? No, my hands weren't up. I was smiling, though. The reason I was smiling is because I was trying to get back to my car. At the end of week 100, I was literally running back. I ran, like, 10 city blocks because uh, I couldn't find a fucking cab, honestly, for some reason. So I had to run into the subway, and I, get, I had to get to a spot in New York where they were eventually going to tow my car. So just to get back to New York in that spot where it was over by Battery Park to get to my car that was still there, thankfully, and hadn't been towed away, I was elated. I was overjoyed. So there, that smile was legit, but it was for a different reason. And sometimes you, ma you manufacture... You can manufacture an episode, but believe me, I was happy that I made it because I knew the episode was over. Like, I knew that when I made it back to that car... The episode that that my week 100 run was done. I was done filming. I could wake up the next day, get in my car, and drive home. With no money. Completely broke. Credit cards maxed out. What's just hibernate for the winter. Only problem is when I woke up 20 minutes too late, I was in Jersey City, and they were towing my fucking car as I was literally hitting the remote start button. How about that? And that was it. Got in my car, $250 lighter, and limped home. That was, that's as real as it gets, bro. Uh, manufactured, yeah, sometimes you have to manufacture moments. Well, okay, no. The perp, the, the, purpose of the, the pick the video was retranslated the emotion was real but it was retranslated now you can i mean the way you're translating it is cheeky monkey for pur not purpose of the vlog the purpose of the vlog was to make was to give you anxiety in the first couple minutes was to rep to showcase the idea of the challenge that it was to make it with no money you know, through New York for a couple days. And then to bring it all home. Now, I'm not defending the quality of the vlog because I was exhausting. You can go back, you can watch week 100. You can tell. I was fried. I was exhausted from running around New York all weekend. For people who don't know how exhausting the city of Manhattan can be, if you're not prepared for it, it can swallow you whole. It can cost you a ton of money. You can make a shitload of mistakes and you can get into a lot of trouble. Um, and then at the end of it, I was showcasing the beauty that was the nighttime life of New York. Now, after, after running to my car to find out that it actually had not been towed, I was, I was exhausted, but happy. And then the vlog I put, I, I ended the vlog on that note stating that 100 episodes, no editing experience. And here I am just happy in a moment. So that was the the purpose of a, of the vlog is unknown because concepts are just concepts. You can um, interpret it any way you want. Okay. The concept of the vlog was to challenge myself to a city I have not been in for a while and to just make it to the end of this 100-week run. You know how some guys, like, for example, Cheeky Monkey, like, you know, Casey Neistat did a vlog every single day. Uh, uh, Crispy Shorts was doing a vlog every single day for an entire year. Regardless of how you feel about the you know Jerry Media and stuff. It's hard for me. It was hard for me to come up with a concept just once a week, edit it with no experience, and then get it out to the public. Um, you've been there. It's not that. It's not that hard. For you, no. You're you are right. Is New York hard? No, New York isn't hard. It can bear. It can bite you in the ass though if you make a mistake. And from the moment I got there, literally just to get to New York, I drove through a fucking snowstorm just to get to New York. The first meal I had was terrible, which cost me a shitload of money. Remember, I had no cash. 
I had just gotten back from from Palm Beach where I wasted all all my money on a relationship that ended up dying two weeks later. I ended it. Um, and then wasting all my time, not wasting my time, but then going through these other vlogs that cost me a lot of money and gas, and then to invest whatever dime I had left in New York. And then for that city to kick my ass the way it did re reminded me how unprepared I was for all of this. So, uh, you saying there, been that not that hard, it depends. It really does depend on what your what your plan is and how much you have stashed for it. It really does. Remember, I built all this with no money. I'm in a much better position now. But to do it then, one mistake, I literally did not have enough money. I did not have any actual physical cash in which to get my car out of tow. I had to get use what was left of my credit to pay off the tow and to pay the fucking fine. You understand that, right? You realize. So put this in perspective, Cheeky Monkey. I didn't have enough money to get my car out of tow, which means I could not get home. Okay. I had to split it between two credit cards with almost no with almost no limits left on them. And that was the only way I was able to get my car out of tow to get home. And in Jersey City, they don't just tow your car. They also fine you. Okay? So I had to do that and top of that and pay for gas to get home. Four hours away. So the challenge was there. And my head wasn't all there. So know that there was difficult for me. And normally in New York or in a city, if you fuck up, you can regroup. But I had no money. I had no mental awareness. I was just tired. I'm just running around, running 50 blocks. You know, it, it wears on you. Uh, Cheeky Monkey, you have to be, you have to, you just have to be smart. Yeah. No shit, Cheeks. Um... I know, but you understand is I had no editing experience. I was towards the end of my rope financially, and I wanted to finish it off strong in a place where my father walked a beat for 10 years. And, you know, you do, I, I, I mean, all episodes are steered, you know, as far as how you want the the audience to portray it. Some things can seem forced. Yeah, I get it. That's why I'm trying to do a better job at making my episodes a little more, uh, I don't know, not realistic. I'm trying not to make things seem forced. If it seems if it seems like overly cheesy, cheesy or far away, I get it. I'll work on it. You know, I, but you have to understand, cheeks. I get what you're saying. I do. From that, from from your perspective, it can be very, it can be a very valid point. But the exhaustion was real. The coming to an end was real. The anxiety was real. And I literally, I mean, once I finished that episode, check the dates. After that, I did one ep I did one video, and then you didn't hear from me for months. And then only up until February, after my car just got fucking totaled, literally, that same car that got towed got totaled two months, uh, two months later in a hit and run. Who had to pay for the difference in that? I did. Okay. So all this happening, it can take a toll on you. Now you're asking me, why would I do that? Why would I do what? What, finish my vlog in New York City? Like I said, I wanted to start, I wanted to end on, the, on a certain note. Now some concepts work and some concepts don't. Did that concept work or not? I don't know. But I know it's done. I don't have to do it like that again. I tried out a concept. A lot of my episodes don't. You should see my first episode. It's terrible. My second episode, terrible. But there are moments in there that show promise. And I've been taking ever since from that learning experience and getting better at my stuff. I hope that I've improved. I think I have. My clients and my nonprofits that I work with are very appreciative of what I do, you know. But learning the drama and learning the comedy and the honesty and the realness and everything else that goes with doing this shit, you know, you make mistakes along the way. But I'm just trying every angle I can. And you know that I'm not trying to be clickbaity. My 
names are not clickbaity. I don't do clickbait. You know? So, remember, I'm not going to say if you don't like it, go make your own fucking blog. You know? I, I want you to... Let's see. Cheeky monkey, not... No, why would you do that with no money and, hel and helpless? I took a risk. I took a risk. I took a chance on something that I thought I could do. I had an idea in my head, and I wanted to just challenge myself to see if I could do it. I took a huge risk. Like this podcast, taking a risk. Twitch stream, taking a risk. This tight-ass t-shirt, taking a risk. Uh... You know, I, the life is risk. I took a risk. You know. Your first and last episode, your mindset is still the same. Well, I don't know what that means. I don't know that. I don't. I don't honestly don't know what that means. I just overall hope that um, the product has gotten better for my clients, and that. I'm just going to keep making stuff. And even if it's only 10% of my product or 20% of my product is good, just keep making stuff. Maybe you'll see. Wait wait Sunday. Do me a favor, cheeky monkey. You know, do me a favor. I'm dropping a vlog on Sunday. You listening? You listening to the click of my pen? I got to stop doing that. Sorry. I'm dropping a vlog on Sunday. Do me a favor and watch it. Let me know what you think. If you want something that's real, let me know what you think. So, drop that on there. Uh, this weekend, I will be at Plum Island Airport. If you've ever been to Plum Island or ever been to Massachusetts, there is Plum Island, and then there's a it's a beautiful spot. You can fly drones. You can walk the beach. It's very accessible. It's very nice. I don't know what it looks like in the summertime, but um, there's an uh, Academy of... Um, Modern avionics or some shit. I, forget, I keep remember, forgetting what they are. AMA, and it's an RC, you know, remote controlled plane event. And if you go check out Week ninety four, which is okay, they loved it. Um, I'm gonna be with them again. It's nice to hook up with them. They're very smart, knowledgeable guys. So I'll be there. It's free if you're in the area. Plum Island Airport. Um, they'll showcase things for you. They'll ask questions, answer questions, and shit like that. And they're really nice guys. Guys, Johnny Yaz invited me. So I'll be going back there to check out how they're all doing, videotape it for, you know, like the drifting series that I do. I'd like to start a series as well with these AMA guys. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a lot of fun. It's simple stuff. Uh, I got to research the music, of course, like I normally do. And then a week after that, is it a week after that? I think it is. I'm going to be working with Hero Pups again. I'm going to be doing an event with them. It's going to be like the motorcycle ride. Week 74, the new hires, it's going to be much bigger this time. Much longer. It'll require a whole day from me. But that's okay. I love being along for the ride, telling a story for what it is, and seeing how it goes. So, Plum Island Airport, they are already flying the planes as of this afternoon. It's going to rain tomorrow, but Saturday I will be there from morning till night, or until they throw me out. Uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of coffee. Sorry there have been no movie reviews lately, but I just didn't give a shit, so I just want to do something else. I don't know what you guys, tell me about your favorite coffees and stuff like that, but as you know, I've been kind of getting a kick out of Aroma Joe's. Normally, the coffee for this episode is Cafe Bustelo. Uh, it's basically a yellow brick of coffee that I normally drink. You can drink it iced or you can drink it hot. Uh, but I was over at Aroma Joe's, and apparently they sell they sell their coffee in bags. And they had the bold, and they have in whole bean. Now, when I see... When I see a whole bean coffee, um, I get it. I do. I get a little excited. I have a grind. I have a little grinder, and I love grinding the beans, and getting it all fine and stuff, throwing it in there, and getting that whole scent out of it. it. Smells so good. And they had bold whole bean dark roast. I was like, all right. So threw them an extra nine. Their iced coffees are super cheap, by the way. They're like three bucks. So grabbed a bag of Aroma Joe's whole bean. And you open the bag, smells great, by the way. So great scent right off the bat. Number two, oil. Like, is a nice coating of oil around all the beans. Okay, so that me, to me, that seems like there's gonna be a lot of, uh, a lot of flavor and boldness, and it's gonna blend really well, and it's gonna taste awesome. 
you know, you taste one bean, you crunch it up in your mouth, and you know, see how it feels. And then the overall flavor when the overall flavor when it's hot, and then the overall flavor when it's cold, and then dark, and then of course with cream. I tried them. I tried Aroma Joes all four or five ways that I normally drink it, and I have to say, in a bag, I'm impressed. I personally think like it could be between be between a three and four star coffee. So if I if we were doing a movie review scale, out of five stars, it's a good to really good coffee. Um, I'd put it up there with the Cafe Bustelos that I drink, um, and some of the other coffee. Now, five star coffee to me is like a Cubano, Cubano made coffee, but I'm loving it. I'm gonna keep going back. Um, if you want, I, I don't know if you can go to uh, AromaJoes.com or just Google them. See if they sell their their bags of coffee online. It's a blue bag, really, really good. I was drinking the bold whole bean. I recommend if anybody um has. Doesn't if you don't have a grinder, a coffee grinder, coffee bean grinder, please go and get one. You'll thank me for it. Makes a huge difference. And if you're making your coffee via Keurig, or if you're making your coffee, you know, old school with the pot of coffee, go get yourself a French press. They're 15, 20 bucks. They're like 32 to 48 ounce ones, canisters. All you have to do, if it's a whole French press that you're making. Three to four scoops of whatever coffee after you grind the beans down. Three to four scoops, boiling hot water or water that's about to boil. And then put it and just pour it in, whether fast or slow or slow or slow drip. And then just let it sit for three minutes. It's not difficult. Some of the better coffee you could have, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Cheeky Monkey. Vanilla Kahlua clearance, TJ Maxx, with a pad, a pad of Marie's butter made in Vermont. Getting your coffee from uh, TJ Maxx, are you? That's where I got that um, that maple nut crunch, uh, whatever it is. That's right. I I saw it. it was a bag over at TJ Maxx. I was grabbing a pair of socks. I saw a pair of Baby Shark dress socks that I wanted. And so I bought those, and I said, well, since I'm being stupid, how about I grab this bag of uh, maple nut crunch gold-plated fucking ice co- uh, coffee beans. So I grabbed that shit. It's okay. It's nothing special. Like I usually say, if you, if it's like a artificially flavored coffee, unless it's like alcohol, you generally don't taste the flavors. So uh, so I got those couples. I got those events coming up. I got the uh, vlog dropping Sunday morning. No shame. No shame, bro. No shame. Uh, and then, of course, my review of Aroma Joe's. I recommend it. If you have Aroma Joe's in the area, especially if you're in the Northeast, for, you're done with Dunkin' Donuts. Okay? Dunkin' Donuts. If you have an Aroma Joe's in your area, you're done with Dunkin' Donuts. Understand? You're done. It's a shit coffee made by fucking felons. It's the end of that. Uh, let's see. We're coming up in 28 minutes, 22 seconds. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict. It's everywhere. You can also check it out uh, on my website. You can stream it from there. All right. So let's get to the articles. I got a lot of, you guys know I'm a health nut. And a coffee fanatic. During the summertime, I'll drink like 137 iced coffees in a day. And, um... Ooh, I want to actually. I want to check this article first. There's a couple possible class action lawsuits coming up regarding like, uh, let's see, what are those fucking anxiety medications? Probably, but I want to talk about this. Um, let's see. I'm not a bro, dude. I'm a bra. What's a bra? Cheeky monkey sixty nine says I'm not a bro, dude. I'm a bra. What's a bra? Please tell me what a bra is. That like a chick or is that like a surfer dude? You have to tell me what that is. Anyways, uh, I got a uh, getpocket.com. Uh, let's see. City Lab. Tan- this article is by Tanvi Misra. Uh, when I was a kid, we had things like monkey bars and shit, and our playgrounds are awesome, and we got a great workout in because you could hurt yourself. Concussions were a thing back in the day in the playgrounds. Oh, you're a chick. Cheeky Monkey 69 is a chick. All right, so Cheeky Monkey 69, you're a bra. All right, so, brah, where are you from, and what are your interests? 
Actually, I don't want to know your interests. That's none of my business. Where are you from? Tell me where you're from. You're from fucking Sweden? You're from Tulsa, Oklahoma? Or what kind of what kind of culture am I dealing with here? Are you from freaking Tunisia? You know? Jewish? Episcopalian? <laughs> Hurry up already. I'm trying to fucking I want to start this article. Let me get my uh let me get my pad out of the way here. This is such a weird episode. That's all right though. You were expecting you expecting something produced? Watch the Adam Carolla show. This is the positive sarcasm.com. Spare parts studio streaming live on Twitch. I keep forgetting to say that. Uh let's see. So I do want to get to this article. Uh for those of you on Twitch streaming, if you want to know who that picture is on my microphone, that is a picture of my dad holding the late Snickers, who is a chocolate cocker spaniel. Uh if you're just curious. So this article, our article, Risky Playgrounds Are Making a Comeback by GetPocket.com, Tanva Misra. The modern playground is becoming a mind-numbingly standard issue. There's a movement afoot to bring adventure back into play. All right, let's get after it. The information age has, oh my God, are we going to have one of those types of intros? Mm, there was a tale of da, 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 da. Shifting norms heavily towards constant oversight and impossible standards of gravity. One casualty of that trend has been the playground, which has become mind-numbingly standard issue. But that same type of plastic swing sets and slides, designed to minimize harm rather than maximize enjoyment. Ah, the condom. Over the last few years, however, pushback against the overly sanitized playground has grown considerably, with new research supporting the importance of play, especially unstructured play, unstructured play for early childhood development. Critics also argue that concerns about actual harm are overstated. These findings have raised questions about playground design. Is the current playground model fostering creativity, independence, and problem-solving? Question mark. Morpheus? What does risk really mean, and when is it okay? What can alternatives to current play spaces look like? And how can their benefits extend to all children in a city? Architects, researchers, childhood development specialists, and parents are weighing in on these questions around the world and outlining a new vision for the future of play. What the fuck? Uh, let's see. Is my feed frozen? My feed's not frozen. My feed's not frozen. I think it's you. Why don't you hit reset there, cheeky monkey? My feed's not frozen. I'm watching this on another site, and I'm good to go. I'm monitoring myself right now. Uh... The take-home message for municipalities is stop getting your bar at the level of the most anxious parent. If you do that, you're guaranteed to produce boring and dull playgrounds. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Said Tim Gill, a London-based researcher and advocate who recently authored a white paper a white paper, uh, on faulty assumptions about risky playgrounds. Quote, if you set your bar at the level of average parent or maybe even the level of parents who do want, who, who do want some more excitement and the challenge in their kids' lives, then th things start to look different. The Adventure Playground is emerging as an alternative to the boring, I'll be safe er play areas for kids, oh, safe spaces, particularly in the U.S. and the U.K. These are spaces that look like scrapyards with loose tires, blocks of wood, rope, and tools that look like hammers and nails, where children are free to build and destroy their surroundings as they choose. Sweet open-world child mayhem. Riley Wilson is the board and chair for nonprofit Playground NYC, which runs a adventure playground on Governor's Island in New York City. The older kids watch the older kids play under the watch of play workers who are trained to analyze the quality of risk, asking, is this something the child will learn from or is this something the child that will hurt the child? They rarely have to intervene because children are making the same determinations themselves. According to Wilson, knowing that knowing they are in a high-risk environment makes kids pay more attention, whereas super-sanitized environments may have the opposite effect. I'm liking this article so far. That's why she rejects the claim that adventure playgrounds are risky spaces, uh, full of uncertainty. A lot of the times in environment, quote, a lot of the times in environments designed for children, all the risk has been removed, and they're made very aware of that, unquote, said Wilson. So that then they do things which are actually more dangerous than the environments weren't designed to accommodate. I don't know if I ever said that right. It is actually incredibly easy to ensure those types of play environments as long as they have properly trained staff who are constantly risk assessing, she added. 
Adventure Playgrounds are part of the new approach led by Australia, Canada, and the UK, then puts risk back in the mix in public spaces. Is it working? According to some metrics, yes. Philadelphia-based architect Megan Talarowski? Rowski? Rowski. I'll have a Rowski. Surveyed 16 playgrounds in London, gathering information from 18,000 people. There were playgrounds with a variety of surfaces, including combinations of sand, grass, water, and paved ground. The features were uniquely, uniquely designed and arranged so that the kids could crawl through faux caves, fake caves, climb boulders, hop off, hopping on and off wooden pads, swing wildly, wildly, or play organized sports. What Talareski, who runs the playground design nonprofit called Studio Ludo, found was that these types of playgrounds had 53% more visitors than America's cookie cutter ones, and children are up to 18% more physically active. Why? How about that? They took the PlayStations off the fucking playgrounds. They're also cheaper and safer. The idea of risky play is not just gaining traction in Western countries, even in India. Even in India, where former playgrounds are not as common. Advocates are using the government's smart cities to push and make space for tiered, multi-purpose playgrounds. Some plans for parks in Bhubaneswar... B-H-U-B-A-N-E-S-W-A-R. City incorporate splash parks, sandboxes, walls that children can paint, and amphitheaters. Interesting. In Taiwan, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so a bunch of these countries are are basically in, in, in you know, in risk. They're kind of giving us back the monkey bars, okay? They're making it more difficult, more challenging. They're putting some danger back in. Yeah, I get it. You know, you tend to be more... If you just make everything all freaking foam-based, we're not going to give a shit. We're not going to give a shit, okay? We're just... Kids don't... They don't pay... Kids are smarter than you realize. So give them a little gravity. Give them a little danger. They're going to pay attention. They're going to understand gravity, heat, pain, tolerance a lot better. Rough and tumble play. They understand that. They understand the limits of their body and how to push it. For example... The kid falls to the ground and you laugh or you ignore it, the kid gets over it much faster and moves on. If the kid falls and you go, are you okay, honey? Guess what? Fucking kid starts crying, doesn't stop crying. Trust, legit. Straight legit. You can, you can. The, the kid will learn to laugh it off, but if you're constantly catering to every time they trip and fall, that kid's going to be a pussy. Or an attention seeker. A drama queen, as you will. <laughs> Had a niche. Okay. So that's the end of that article. I just kind of figured that was enough. We got the point out of that. That was towards the end of that anyways. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, that's that. What are we at? 38 minutes? Okay. Let's see. All right. I did... Was this... Oh, don't tell me this is behind a paywall. I'm going to fucking flip out. Nope, it's pretty much there. All right, so we have discussed in the past that gut health, and I mean your gut, like, you know, your eat, your gut, the, the bacteria in there and stuff. Overall, if you're eating right and you have a proper digestion and all that other stuff, you're eating properly, that your gut talks to your brain. And if you have a good gut and a healthy dieting habit and exercise, your brain's going to feel better. But if you got a shit gut, you're going to have a shit brain. And apparently it's translating, there's, there's more... According to The Economist, there's more evidence that autism is linked to gut bacteria. Great. So I guess what we're probably gonna what we're probably gonna find out here is if you're constantly feeding your kid those happy face fucking potato nuggets twenty four seven, your kid's not gonna be uh kid's not gonna fare too well. So let's check this out. Who wrote this article? I wanna give him props. Doesn't even say. Maybe it's towards the end. All right. Uh, paradigm shift is an overused term. Properly refers to a radical change of perspective on a topic, such as the move from the physics of Newton to the physics of Einstein. Okay, we're getting we're getting hard on this one. Uh, such things are rare. Something with which history may come to regard as a true paradigm shift does. However, it seems to be going on an ongoing thing at the moment in medicine. A recognition that zillions of apparently non-pathogenic bacteria on and in human bodies here through too here there too largely ignored, are actually important to the people's health. They may even help to explain the development of some mysterious conditions. 
Uh, let's see. Feed is useless. Freezes forever. Have to show you if you can even see this. Well, let me check the... F Hold on. Let me back... Let me pause my, my readings for today, and I'm going to... Cheeky monkey. I got to listen to my... I got to listen to my listeners for a sec. Let me check something here. Cheeky monkey, I'm telling you, like, I watch my feed 24-7, so when I'm live, I can see everything. So, everything is constantly moving. And I, so, I don't I don't think it's on my end. I'm going live. Uh, unless it's the latency, because I just changed it to, like, instead of a second, second, seven second delay, it's a four second delay. Okay, so my feed, I believe, even though I'm doing it, watching it from within the studio... It's slick and f it's slick as fuck. Although I think maybe I'll change it back to a seven-second feed. So unless it's you, they may. I don't. Just saying. Just saying. I like I said. I know you're a chick. I just don't know what where you're from. So I don't know if you are on like you know Zimbabwe internet or some shit. So uh, let me get back to this article. No disrespect. I'm sure Zimbabwe is a very nice country. All right. Uh, okay, autism, these days called autism spectrum disorder, ASD, is a characterized by repetitive and stereotypical and often restricted behaviors such as head nodding and, diff and by the difficulties who, with reading emotions of and communicating with other people. Oh boy, I think I'm on the spectrum. These symptoms are noticeable in children from the age of two onwards. Currently in America, about one child in 59 is diagnosed with ASD. Wait a minute, I thought it was AS a ADS. Nope, it's ASD. My bad. Sorry. What causes ASD has baffled psychiatrists and neurologists since the syndrome was first described in the mid-20th century by Hans Asperger and Leo Kanner. Oh, Asperger. That's where that came from. The more I know. A human study latest results came out a few weeks ago in the scientific reports, which was conducted by Rose, K Rose Brown, Arizona State University. And associates was prompted by earlier work. With Dr. Brown, James Adams, a colleague, Arizona sequenced the DNA of gut... I'll try to get through all the garbage and get to the real meat and potatoes of this shit. Sequenced the DNA of gut bacteria from 20 autistic children to discover which species were present. They found that the children in, this, in their sample were missing hundreds of thousands plus bacterial species that colonize a neurotypical person's intestine. One notable absence was Privatella. This bug, which makes its living by, makes its living by fermenting otherwise indigestible carbohydrate polymers in dietary fiber. Interesting. Let's dive into this. I think we might have something here. We might have something here. In dietary fiber. It is abundant in the alimentary canals of farmers and hunter-gatherers in places like Africa. Rare in Western Europeaners, Europeaners, excuse me, Europeans and Americans. And nearly non-existent in children with ASD. The discovery led by Dr. Brown and Dr. Adams to the idea that restoring the missing bacteria might alleviate autism symptoms. Two years ago, they tested a process called microbiota transfer therapy, MTT, on 18 autistic children aged between 7 and 16. Of their participants, 15 regarded, according to the child autism rate, as having severe autism. Okay? They weren't me, you know, you know, clicky-clicky here and there. Okay. MTT is a prolonged version of the process already used to treat infection of a bug called which causes life-threatening diarrhea. Oh, Jesus. It involves transplanting carefully prepared doses of fecal bacteria from a healthy individual to a patient. The researchers gave the children first an oral antibiotic, a bowel cleanse, and an oral antacid to ensure that the, mi the microbes administered by mouth would survive their passage through the stomach. They followed this up with either an oral or rectal dose of gut bacteria, and then for seven to eight weeks, a daily antacid-assisted oral dose. Ten weeks after treatment started, the children's Prevotella levels have multiplied 712-fold. That's a lot. In addition, those of another species had quadrupled is what's in Bifidiobacterium is what's known as a probiotic organism, something that acts as a keystone species in the ecosystem, blah, 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 keeping the mixture of bacteria gut healthy. Okay. Now, two years later, although levels of Prevotella have fallen back somewhat, they're still 85 times higher than they were before the experiment started. Levels of bifidobacterium, meanwhile, have gone up still further, being five times higher. Okay. Let's see. Become healthy environments. Yep. Suggests that the children's gut have become healthy back healthy environments that could recruit beneficial microbes 
by themselves. All right. We're, we're kind of in the, 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 the forest here. We kind of got to get to the end of the tree line here. Crucially, these gut changes in gut bacteria have translated into behavioral changes. Oh, okay. Even 18 weeks after treatment started, the children had begun showing reduced symptoms of autism. After two years, only three of them still rated as severe, while eight fell below the diagnostic cutoff point for ASD altogether. These eight thus now count as neurotypical. Exactly how gut bacteria might contribute to autism is a puzzle, but light has been shed on the matter of the second study published this week by Cell by Team Sarkos blah, 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 of California Institute of Technology and a group of colleagues. Okay, blah, blah, blah. They in interbred the recipient. Okay, yeah. Transplanted these hundreds into mice, then interbred the re recipient mice and studied the offspring of their crosses, animals that had picked up the transplanted bacteria from their mothers at birth. Signal results. They were looking for the rodent equivalent of ASD, and they found it. Most of the young mice harboring gut bacteria from autistic human donors showed features of autism themselves. They included repetitive behaviors, reduced social, blah, blah, blah. Okay. In contrast, none of the mice colonized with bacteria from neurotypical people ended up autistic. The team discovered more with the intensity of human donors of autism who were transferred to recipient mice. If an individual's symptoms were severe, then so those of the mice that hosted the gut. Okay, so the mice and the people who had the same bacteria problems, same result. Okay, great. Ga and then study also dealt with the question of mechanism. One long-held suspicion is the molecular called gamma and acid, GABA. GABA is a neurotransmitter, meaning that it carries signals between nerve cells. It counters the action of another neurotransmitter, neurotransmitter glutamate that excites nervous activity in the brain. Studies have shown that the level of GABA are lower than normal in the brains of autistic children, but not in autistic adults. Some researchers suspect that this deficiency takes the brakes off of the glutamate's excitatory activity, thus stimulating things like repetitive behavior. Dr. Blah, 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 and his colleagues produced evidence supporting their ideas. They collected feces, blood, brain tissue from the rodents in their experiment. And they analyzed that they found the autistic animals were deficient in taurine and five aminovaleric acids, the substance that stimulates GABA's activity. They, too, drew potentially therapeutic conclusions from the result and tested these conclusions by giving them the missing substances to female mice carrying the uh, autism-inducing bacteria in weeks before females became pregnant. The results, the resulting off offspring, those still showing signs of autism, scored 30% better on the rating scale than did the offspring of untreated females. Meanwhile, the success of the study in Arizona's prompted America's Food and Drug Administration to look into the matter, affirm Finch, let me see here. I want to know if there's anything to do with food in here. And it doesn't, it doesn't state anything about food. But it does state that there is strategic, there's legit scientific evidence that gut bacteria may be linked to certain neurotransmitting cells. So if those two are linked and it has something to do with what's in your stomach, then it need it depends on if it's the mom that's passing it or if it's something that can be solved if your child is autistic and at an early age it can be treated or potentially cured or lowered or your symptoms can improve. Now has the level of autism increased in the last 50 years? That's a good question. When when did we start process, making processed foods? Was it stuff in our drinking water? Was it our physical lifestyle? Is it the food that we eat? Is it all three combined? Is it something else that I'm not thinking of? If these are, th if these are certain things that are attributing to your kid having emotional or mental development issues, well, then it justifies everything that I've been talking about since the beginning of fucking time. That everything you put in your gut has, an, has an, a result that travels up to your brain. For example, if you eat a lot of shitty food and you feel like crap later, it's literally the same thing. And if you have, ki if you have shitty kids and they happen to have shitty parents and if you have 
parents with shitty diets producing shitty looking kids, shitty acting kids. And maybe I shouldn't say it for autism purposes, but if you got autism, we're trying to figure out what the fuck the problem is. We're trying to find out what the issue is. Being autistic is not is not n- normal. It's not normal. There's a, there's an issue there. We're trying to figure out what the issue is. Okay. Being severely autistic is a tough thing. It's a full-time job for a parent. Okay. It can be hard enough just having a kid and raising them properly. Imagine having a fully autistic kid. It's a tough way to go. But if you can if you can find out that it's a gut issue and by replacing changing their diet and adding certain gut biome to their system, and all of a sudden that kid within you know, less than six months has a drastic improvement in learning and social adaptability. Uh, hope, I mean, the, 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 the parents are going to be overjoyed. Imagine what the, I mean, forget what the kid is feeling as far as being able to communicate better. Imagine what the parents are going through. Overjoyed knowing that their, their son or daughter is rapidly improving and responding better to, to commands and, and just to them as parents. That's amazing. I mean, these are these are things that matter. So, th- as you as a person, your lifestyle, your if you have depression or anxiety or whatever, did you ever stop to think about maybe what it is you're putting in your body or how much energy you're exerting and thinking maybe, just maybe, that has something to do with your actual life and the fucking drugs that you're taking? I mean, I have other articles here where things like phenytoin and, and Dilaudin are, are linked to cerebral issues, you know, seizure shit and, and all kinds of other degenerative issues in the connective tissue in your mind. And then um, antibiotics you take when you get sick are causing possible, are, are, are maybe attributed and risking, are, are elevating your risk for aneurysms. So why don't you just change your diet? You know, change what's in your fridge and change your energy levels so that you don't have to rely on antibiotics because antibiotics are essentially like nukes in your in your in your digestive body. Okay? They kill off bad bacteria, but they can also kill off good bacteria. So think about that. If you're healthier and you're not going to the doctors as much and getting a bunch of pills shoved down your throat and not eating shitty foods, well, guess what? The chain reaction that, that takes place, you have a healthier lifestyle. The people around you can benefit from you being a better person. If your family is the same way, if you plan on having kids, there's another factor to keep in mind. Okay? These shitty environments, think of it like working in an office. It's full of shitty people, so you're going to produce a shitty result. If you have a, a, a work environment that's full of good people, you're going to produce a good result. So if you're just blow if you're constantly blowing your body up with antibiotics and other pills that fuck with your liver and your gut bacteria and everything like that, you know, you're you're gonna pay for it. The common sense department is fucking knocking on your door and this one regarding autism is, is it's a great article. There's a lot there to be had, and I think that this needs to be this needs to be a bigger article than it is. You know, this needs to be spread like wildfire. So, I don't know, maybe Philip DeFranco will talk about it, but I think it's kind of a big deal. I do. I think gut bacteria is a big deal. Um, I take that shit very seriously. It's not just probiotic. I mean, I do a lot of, I, I take probiotics. I do kombucha. I eat a lot of vegetables. You know, I try not to fill my stomach up too much. I don't overeat a lot. And it really does, and of course, sleeping. Because I literally just watched some conspiracy theory video on YouTube the other day about, you know, what happens when these these Russian guys didn't get sleep for six days. They literally started eating each other. I mean, that's besides the point. Um, I watch some weird shit sometimes. I've been on this Chernobyl kick, too. So the idea of, of if you want to start, ways you can do it, ways you can change this. Sugar is is one. Okay? Processed sugar. Processed carbs. Take all that shit, throw it the fuck away. Okay? Change everything to easily processable foods. Simple carbs, um, or, yeah, simple carbs like rice, 
good pasta. Uh, vegetables, non-processed meats, anything that has soy in it, get rid of it. Okay? And then your energy levels, you need to up them as well. You need to up them by, by exercise, uh, changing your water from hot water to cold water, which changes your body temperature, which ups your metabolism, getting plenty of rest. You have to, you have to incorporate all these things. It, in, uh, this article really does explain a lot as far as what you can be doing to prevent something like this. Now, it does say that it doesn't make a difference when you're the 30, the, the scale didn't really improve in adults. It was mostly in children. But that's, but that's farther down the line. Once you become an adult, it's less, your body and mind are less likely to change as quickly they won't change as quickly as, as if you're a, a kiddo, okay? A lot of your stomach and mind development happens, you know, at a very young age. So recovering from autism, according to this article, may be much more achievable at a, such a young age than opposed to, like, say, 18 to 25. Even though the brain is not fully developed until the age of 25, it's still highly possible for you to make some adjustments. But this article is designed mostly for young developing minds so if your kid wants chicken nuggets chicken nuggets it's like hey fucking moderation dude you don't know what's in you truly don't know what's in there and, and most likely in it, if you do you know it's not good okay they process the shit out of it they fill it full of chemicals and all of it all of it has some all of it has an effect on your child's stomach and yours so my advice to you is just change all this shit right now. Anybody, okay? So, I beat the shit. I, I definitely milked that fucking article, so we're, we're done there. Uh, we're coming up on 57 minutes. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to probably cut it a few minutes short today. Uh, the, I want to give a shout-out to CheekyMonkey69 for the conversation. Don't forget to check out that YouTube video that's dropping on Sunday. I don't know what your guys' thought, thoughts are on week 100. I mean, I that was forever ago. That To me, that was friggin' seven... That was like seven months ago, seven, eight months ago. So that was a lifetime ago. I mean, if you want to watch it, you can. Um, it wasn't my best, but hey, you know, I tried something. I'm always trying something here. I'm always reading new articles. I'm always trying to get new ideas. I'm always doing new shit. I had guests on two weeks in a row. I'm always trying new stuff. That's what we do here, Okay. We collaborate. We work on new things. We try out new shit. We go different places. We try to explore certain premises. Comedy, rants, podcasts. We do all that shit here. Okay? I'll let you try, uh, you know, talk about certain coffee, certain foods, certain movies, whatever it is. We're just trying new stuff here. We do whatever I can to get through an hour. And then after this, I got to edit this. I mean, I learned how to do all this shit by myself. I edit this whole fucking podcast by myself. I edit the, the entire website done by me. All the videos edited and shot by me all the notes the questions responding to everything it's all me okay so understand that through all the the, the mistakes i've made in past articles or past blogs or whatever it's helped me get to here it's helped help me get to these mistakes and i've gotten better i've definitely gotten better no doubt about it there are other things that i do want to improve but in the meantime there, you know, those things I learned a lot from every single one of those episodes. Okay, so just keep that in mind. That try to take away from each article you read, or each video that you watch, or each podcast that you hear. There are certain things being tried. There are certain formats being tested and worked on and added in or or, or taken out. Okay. This is like my 72nd or 73rd podcast. It's taken me five years since I started this website in January of 2014 to get to 70 episodes. And now I've had to do it basically all myself. And I will continue to do it all myself if that's the way it is. I've tried all other types. I've tried other, peop other people in these episodes, and it just hasn't worked as far as having a co-star or whatever. It doesn't. People can't fucking keep up. Or they're just not very good. Or they're just bad people. So I'm going to just keep doing it myself. For now. Guests, they can keep coming in. It's great. I love meeting new people. But we'll see.
Jesus, I went on a fucking rant there. The next thing I know, I'm at a full hour. All right. Well, thank you to everybody on the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. If you want to donate to this podcast, you can go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, the articles, you can find this one on The Economist. The, also, the other ones, Risky Playgrounds, was uh, getpocket.com. I want to thank CheekyMonkey69 for joining me uh, uh, on a little rant on Twitch. You can hit me up on all social media. You can uh, subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, or wherever you can get your podcast, except for Spotify. I don't think I'm on there, but then I'm going to use this shit. Uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, Aroma Joe's Coffee. Shout out to Aroma Joe's Coffee. Rock on. Dunkin' Donuts. Your days are numbered. Actually, they're only called Dunkin's now. All right, well, now we're over an hour, so I made my mark. Okay, we're done here. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, supporting. If there is an issue with the podcast feed on the on the Twitch stream, though, I've checked it. It looks fine to me. Uh, please let me know. Just send me an email, positivesarcasmatlook.com. We're done here. Thank you guys for listening, watching, and supporting. I will talk to you all next week. Watch, wait, for, go to YouTube.com, look me up, Positive Sarcasm, subscribe to my channel, and check out the vlog dropping at 5 a.m. on Sunday morning, Father's Day. I will talk to you guys next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.